Welcome. Well, you are at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN mm -hmm. family and a blessed advent to you. You know, we would love to hear from you, so send us an email with a question or a comment to Jim and Joy at EWTN.com. Well, today, our guests again, and I'm very excited to have them. We have Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. Together, they have founded several family-focused apostolates. CatholicCounselors.com, CatholicHome, CatholicHOM.com. Today, they're here to discuss maintaining a good relationship with your adult children. And they've written a beautiful <coughs> book called Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. They also have a great radio show that you can catch on Sirius 130 and it's more to life and it's wonderful. You learn a lot. I enjoy listening to them. I enjoy listening to their advice, their counsel, but also the wisdom that which they speak because they're both very schooled and well and um, they can help you. So if you're in areas where you think, you know what, I'm stuck, we're in a rut, we need some help, CatholicCounselors.com. Yeah, it was a great conversation yesterday, and we're only going to build upon that about how to build up the relationship with your children. Key issues you want to address that are so important, maybe life and death with them, it seems, for their souls, and yet they're not responding. Mm -hmm. um, so, why is that? How can we do this better? How can we converse better? How can I change? Um, how can I connect with you in multiple other areas of your life? You know, I, I want to do that. I want to know your life. You, you're not a project to me. <laughs> you're mm -hmm. my son. You're my mm -hmm. daughter. You're a person. How better can I help you? How better can I say to you, I love you and I'm committed to you and, and I want to know more about your life. So share with me. And those kind of things mm -hmm. are just critical. And I know so many of you are concerned about those very areas. And so we'll speak with Greg and Lisa. It's going to be a great show. Plenty more to come. We'll be right back. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and today we have Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck, and they have founded several family-focused apostolates, CatholicCounselors.com, CatholicHomeHOM.com, and today they're here to discuss maintaining good relationships with your adult children. And they've written a great book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, and this great book is available at EWTNRC.com. And as you're listening to them, you might find out, I didn't do that right, and I need to do that better. And they're here to help us all do that better. So before uh, yesterday's show, we were talking about ways that, as parents, we realize, gosh, maybe I blew it. Maybe I didn't cultivate a healthy spiritual relationship let alone an emotional relationship with my children. And now they're gone 
and I'm left with a bucket of guilt and a bucket of shame and help me, help me, help me do this better because I want to have a relationship with them. Well, I think that the nugget is what you just said. Help me, help me, help me. I want to do this better because I want a relationship with them. What we often find ourselves doing is going right back to our first parents where we sit around and we blame. We blame ourselves. Oh, I did this wrong. Oh, if I had just hadn't. Oh, get caught up in all that past stuff where we blame our spouse and then we start fighting with our spouse. If you just hadn't or if you'd been around. Or... Blame is of the devil, mm -hmm. you know, just like it was in the Garden of Eden. <clears throat> the question is exactly what you were leading to, Joy. Help me, help me, help me. I want to do this better. Yeah. We say that to God mm -hmm. and we say that to our kids. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say that to our kids. Mm -hmm. I didn't do everything as wonderfully as, as I wanted to. I have my reasons. They don't really matter no. during this conversation. What can I do? Yeah, we, we all did, did the best it. that we mm -hmm. could with what we had when we had it. And, exactly. you know, the past isn't a club to beat ourselves up with. It's, it's something to learn from and move right. forward mm -hmm. with. So mm -hmm. the question is, all right, if I didn't do it then, you know, how can I do it now? How mm -hmm. can I, how, you know, what are some steps I could take to fill that gap now? And, and people are often surprised to learn how much they can do. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. you know, th that's what we want to be focusing on. How what if, what, what can we do spiritually? Like, let's say we took them to church, we catechized them, we didn't... We didn't have um, maybe an intimate relationship with Jesus. Maybe we had a lot of religion, mm -hmm. but we didn't have mm -hmm. a lot of relationship to talk yeah. about. But then we had a conversion, right? <laughs> and so it deepened our faith, and we kind of like saw the light. How can we help our children change that, our adult children? Well, I, I think there, there are two things. So the first thing we can do is, is, is you know, pepper our conversations with little stories about how God's shown up for us mm -hmm. and how we've seen him in ways that we weren't able to see him before, witnessing to that relationship in our conversations with our kids, even if they roll their eyes a little bit. We don't, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to make every conversation about, you know, mm -hmm. oh, let me tell you about all the wonders mm -hmm. that God has done in my life this week. But, but, you know, mentioning in passing, you know, I really got answered this prayer for me, or I was really concerned about that, and God really came through. And then just moving on from there. So that's number one, witnessing uh, to the power of God's grace in our lives. The, the second thing is, we can actually pray with them, even if uh, they, they don't particularly care to pray. And here's how to do it. You know, we, we coach people through this all the time on the radio program. So the, you know, your, your son calls up and he's talking about a rough time he's having at work. And so first you empathize with him. You give him your concern and your care. I'm really sorry that you're going through that. That's so awful. You know, I, I really wish I knew how to help you. You know, Lord, please bless my son and show him how much you love him and, and help him through this time. So what else is going on in your life, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, like, I, I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say, is it okay if I pray with you? Mm -hmm. Or let's do a rosary right now. Listen to the yeah. words he used. Mm -hmm. He didn't go into the more poetic parts mm -hmm. of prayer. Mm -hmm. It was just, Lord, please help my son. Mm -hmm. he, you know, he needs you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do for him right now. And then now, move on. Don't, mm -hmm. don't invite comment on it either. It's just, yeah. you're bringing Christ into that conversation. How's your friend? What mm -hmm. else is going on this week for you? Move on so that they don't get angry. They don't have time to fuss with you about it. You're just showing you really mm -hmm. care. But, you know, they, it's they, a little uh, seed. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they, and they might roll their eyes. Oh, that's always that's mom being religious. Oh, that's dad being. But 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 it, there's nothing <coughs> offensive about it. You're mm -hmm. you're you know you're you're bringing Christ into that moment through the care that you're extending to them, and it just starts getting them to think they had never really thought about praying that way before. Mm -hmm. And you never know, you know, when, when you make a habit of doing that, um, how one time, you know, your son or daughter is going through that time. And they, they do reach out to God mm -hmm. in that way that you've modeled for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned this, uh, remember the 20 to 1 ratio. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so what is the 20 to 1 ratio in terms of conversations? Seems like an emphasis on something. We'll start with, it's something most of us don't meet in our daily lives. So <laughs> it's something to be very 
mindful, intentional, intentional about. So this comes from a, a marriage researcher, John Gottman, and, and uh, he, what he talks about is that, that couples, uh, married couples who are happy in their marriage maintain a 20 to 1 uh, positive to negative interaction ratio. So they'll have 20 times more uh, compliments or positive interactions, supportive interactions, than they will criticize or complain or argue. Uh, and and so, but what we found is that that number actually applies to every healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. If a relationship is good, it's because you experience that person as 20 times more positive than negative with you. Mm -hmm. What what will happen though is when that when that ratio starts going in the other direction, where you know it's either 50-50 or the negative is outweighing the positive, then you start seeing an increase in defensiveness. Uh, in, in hostility, in, in pushing people away. And so if you're getting that dynamic from your kids, that, that, that pushing you away or the defensiveness, then there's a good chance that you've not been minding that 20 to 1 ratio. And what you need to do is step back and say, you know, maybe I need to talk less about these things that have been, you know, taking things out of the emotional bank account and finding ways that I can put something into that emotional bank account so that, you know, later on maybe I can draw from that. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to go into, into the red in my finances or in my relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's important. One of the things you talked about in the book, which I thought was extremely helpful, is the temperature, mm. your emotional uh, temperature. In the conversation. In conversations, and boy, <coughs> do we all just like totally fail at that. Because we, for me, I'll speak for me, you, sometimes you feel like, I can say this because I'm your mother, and I could be at a 10 mm -hmm. right now because I'm mom, and you know I'm gonna die for you in a heartbeat, but not so, no. right? Yes. It can be destructive. Yes, and, Tell and our family we about assume that. they know we would die for them in right. a heartbeat, mm -hmm. but have we really told them that lately? Mm -hmm. Have we really shown them that with loving acts, with a 21 positivity? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, if, if it's gone into that negative zone, they don't know that. Mm -hmm. They just feel judged mm -hmm. and unaffirmed, and that's what they want. They're mm -hmm. hungering for please tell me that you love me. Please tell me we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And on an emotional temperature scale, we, we use a kind of a 10-point scale just to, you know. Um, and what it represents is the point where our brain starts to shut down, right? So um, as long as we're operating in our thinking brain, say, at a 7 or lower, um, then we're okay. But when you get up to that point, up past that point, then your thinking brain shuts off and your emotional brain takes over. And once the emotional brain takes over, all it wants to do is either get away or overpower. <coughs> right? So it either lashes out or it runs away and shuts down. And so we've got to make sure that our conversation... Or both. Or both. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's or, you know, so we've got to make sure that the conversation stays at that seven or lower. And how do we know? Well, so on the upper end of that seven, um, well, let's put it this way. So like at a, at a five, you know, we're just having a friendly conversation. Maybe it's a little stressful, but, but it's okay. At a six, I'm starting to be irritated with you, but I don't want you to know that, mm. right? I, I don't want you to think that I'm irritated with you. So I'm, 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 I'm being mindful of how I'm speaking. I'm, 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 I'm aware of the tone of voice and those sorts of things. At a seven, that's the point where the adrenaline and the cortisol is building up in my, my bloodstream, and now I want you to know that I'm irritated with you, right? So I'm not calling you names, I'm not yelling at you, I'm not screaming, but I am rolling my eyes. I'm huffing and puffing, I'm doing the whole kind of, oh my gosh, you know. Mm -hmm. you know and, I'm, and I'm showing you that I'm disgusted with you, right? And that's the outward point where we can kind of go, be beyond, the, like the old maps, beyond that point there be dragons, right? Mm -hmm. So if we go past <laughs> that, then we get to the eight, where now we are kind of <coughs> saying things that are a little bit hurtful or you know, kind of lecturing, running off at the mouth, being defensive. At a nine, that's where the, the name calling and the anger starts giving. Mm -hmm. At a 10, that's where I, I would say that the moral boundary starts slipping. So where I'll, I'll say and do things that I'm gonna really regret later, but mm -hmm. I don't care right now 
now because you've hurt me so much. Mm. So, and, and we go from kind of zero to 60 in no time flat if we're not careful of not crossing that, that, that seven threshold. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so, you know, by being mindful of our own temperature and our, uh, the, the, well, our adult kids' temperature too, if we see them getting to that point, then we need to pull back a little bit. Or if mm -hmm. we see ourselves getting to that point, then we can pull back. And we talk in the book how yeah. to recognize those, right. those uh, kind of that, that yellow light, if you mm -hmm. will, and how to, how to pull back behaviorally. That, yeah. that second part is very important, yeah. how to pull back, because when you get to that point where the emotional brain is like totally taken over, and it really is a chemical thing as yeah. well, then you might think, I, I can't pull back. Yeah. But you're saying you can be aware of what's going on and, and how you're conducting yourself, and you can actually intervene in the midst of that. What's some of the things that you can do? One of them, you just say, slow down. And it's kind of like, slow down. How can I slow down? I'm just, uh, but you can. Yeah, well, yeah, so, so um, you know, when you start getting up over that seven, um, you start speaking <laughs> a lot faster, um, tripping over some of your words, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you start, uh, yeah. thinking faster than you can mm -hmm. speak uh, and and so you know the it, it's a simple little trick but if you intentionally slow down your rate of speech if you intentionally slow down you know I'm gonna reach for the cup here you know mm -hmm. and I'm gonna think about that I'm reaching for the cup instead of just grabbing at the cup and knocking it over mm -hmm. right um, you know then I can intentionally you know, really just be aware of myself and how I'm coming across. And it's a little frustrating because I want to talk that fast and I want to just reach out and grab things. But if I can just be mindful about it, it's mentally tapping the brake in mm -hmm. my brain yeah. that helps me to re 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 regain control yeah. of myself. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's good. That's <laughs> excellent. <laughs> and that's, that's healing, yeah. you know, because then trust can be restored and hope and that, okay, we are getting somewhere because if we see you always at a 10 mm -hmm. and this is how you are and this is how it's gonna be, yeah. you know, yes. then we're not gonna crazy get anywhere. Again. Right, yeah. Yeah. Just just and then the kids just shut down. Oh, right. let's just go home, what's the point? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and another step in that, that, mm -hmm. that is part of the slowing down is remembering the person and mm -hmm. just, instead of just the battle, you know, yes. it's mm -hmm. not about winning a battle, mm -hmm. it's about winning a heart and having a relationship. So if you, we find ourselves getting around that seven you know saying hey this is a really you know important time for me to have with you and I really appreciate it I'm feeling a little dry I'm gonna get myself yeah. mm -hmm. soda or you know a glass of water can I mm -hmm. get you something yeah. mm -hmm. you're immediately reminding yourself <coughs> and that person you care for them right. more than you care for mm -hmm. the topic mm -hmm. right. more and than winning the argument mm -hmm. and prayer is another thing that you can do when you see your temperature going up you mm -hmm. know um, just a simple prayer you know Lord I, I know what I want and, and they know what they want but you know, help us to figure out what you want and help us to take care of each other while we figure it out. Mm -hmm. Now, I might, I might not pray that out loud. I might just be saying mm -hmm. that in my head. Mm -hmm. But what that's doing is it's reminding me that, you know, the most important thing isn't my will or yeah. their will, but God's will. And, and I'm here to serve that. So what, mm -hmm. what does that even mean? And that, that forces my thinking brain to come back online. As I, as I sit and I pray and I slow myself down. And then hopefully the Holy Spirit to take over and rest off flesh. Right. I mean, that's what I'm always helping. I was like, Lord, I'm just inviting you in here. This is escalating to a place I don't want it to escalate. And that's not just in family, it's in all relationships with coworkers. I mean, you could go from a two to a 10 with some people in relationships and you wanna be able to be the best version of yourself right. all the time, right? Yeah, but as, as you were even saying yesterday, Joy, we have a tendency to do this more with our family, mm -hmm. and especially right. more with our kids, mm -hmm. because we think we have enough history. We think we deserve the mm -hmm. acknowledgement of, you know I mean well. Right. You know, if there's enough negativity, they don't. And right. so 
remembering that this is this is more important than relationships with our coworkers or the people at church. Mm -hmm. This is this is a relationship God has put us in for us to master ourselves right. and really work on our own life of virtue, mm -hmm. self-control yeah. and kindness and gentleness and yes, perseverance mm -hmm. with, yeah. with our family. And the beauty of that is when your children see you're changing, mm -hmm. right? Even if we've made mess in the yeah. past, they say, okay, this is hopeful and then I can change too. And this is where she's going to get help and I'm gonna to go to the same watering hole and get the same help she's right. going. She's going to adoration. She's counting on the sacraments. She's going to confession, you know, and Jesus and is making, making a difference. And it's making a real change in her yes. life. Yes, yes. Right, so if, if she's just doing those things and then lecturing me, right. yeah, that's not gonna work. But if, right. if, I, if, 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 if I as a parent am doing those things and it's bringing about a change in the way I present myself to my kids, it's giving me more self-control, mm -hmm. it's giving me more peace, I, it's giving me more compassion. That's what's going to draw my kids back to the faith. Mm -hmm. You speak uh, about intention, mm -hmm. and so you're dealing with your children, the adult children, and they're living in some ways that you don't really agree with, or they've left the faith, they're in another faith, yeah. from Catholic to evangelical to whatever. Um, and you say, you know, find out what, the in what their intentions are. In that, meanwhile, yeah. we're just thinking, well, you made the wrong choice. That's what. But it's, it's kind of like, are there any good intentions in this? How do we find that out? You say that's important for the guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so this is we talk in the book about the difference between accompaniment and acceptance, right? right? Because we're, especially with Pope Francis, calls us all to accompaniment. But but we often think that if I have anything to do with this adult child who's living. Uh, you know, in, in a manner that's contrary to how they've been raised or contrary to the faith, then just by my being around, I'm supporting that. Mm -hmm. I'm approving of that. Um, the way I like to think about it is this, you know, you know we, can't, we can't draw the next breath, right, unless God gives it to us. Right? So, so even when I'm sinning, you know, God isn't just striking me dead in that moment or mm -hmm. causing me to cease to exist. He's giving me that next breath, even though I'm sinning. Now, that doesn't mean he approves of my sin. Mm -hmm. It means that he's there in that moment so that if I want to repent and mm -hmm. I want to receive that grace, he's giving me the chance to do it. Mm. And that's, that's, that's how I, as a parent, I'm going to take my cue from our Heavenly Father. And I'm going to, I'm going to look for ways that I can be present to my children even though I, I've let them know that I don't like their choices or I have concerns about the way they're living, I'm going to look for things I can support. And even in the, in the bad choices that they're making, you know, so for example, I, if I have an adult kid who's living with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or an adult child who's gay, or, you know, I can step back and I can say, listen, I understand that, that you want to be loved. Mm -hmm. you, you want to give love and you want to be loved. And, and I think <clears throat> that you are settling. Right. And I, you know, I, I, I appreciate that you want to be loved and you have love to give. And I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. As your parent, I'm always going to want what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And I want you to have the best love. And I have real concerns that this isn't that. Mm -hmm. I have real concerns that, that you're, you're settling for less than God wants to give you and less than you deserve. And I'm always going to stand up for what's, what I think you, you deserve the most. And, and if that makes you mad at me, that's okay, because mm -hmm. you, you have to have somebody in your life who's mm -hmm. always rooting for you. Mm -hmm. And even if you're mad at me, even if that yeah. makes you upset, I'm rooting for you, mm -hmm. and I want the best love for mm -hmm. you. So that's mm -hmm. why I have these concerns. Mm -hmm. It's not, oh, I'm concerned that you're, you're, you're failing God. I'm concerned mm -hmm. you're failing the rules. I mean, that's all true, right. but that's just not going to resonate for them. Mm -hmm. But this, this, you know, being able to say, look, you deserve, I mm -hmm. feel like you deserve more than you're, you're settling for. Mm -hmm. That's coming from the heart. And even if they roll their eyes, they can see that's coming from a genuine right. place. It's hard not mm -hmm. to respect that. Not in a judgmental or a condemning way, right. because then that just closes up the heart, closes the ears, and they don't want to hear no more. Well, we're going to take a break at this point and hold you over again for the final 
segment. The book is Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, EWTNRC.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. conversation with Greg and Lisa Popcheck. It's been so meaningful to have this conversation about how to have meaningful conversation with our adult sons and daughters. Um, and so let's say that you know we've learned some things about ourselves, about our children. We're communicating better. Maybe we're putting more soil so we can plant the tree that we think is so very important to plant. We're making progress. How do we nurture now the progress that we're making? How do we be still patient, how do we build on some degree of success? Sure. So, you know, the, the idea of patience, you know, I think a lot of us think that patience is a passive virtue of just hoping it all works out sometime, you know, um, but really what it is, it's, it's that active virtue of, you know, I'm, I'm doing a thing and then I step back from the thing to see what progress I've made and what still needs to happen. Mm -hmm. That's what patience is. Patience is that, that, that breath I take before I, you know, use the hammer again on that same, you know, <laughs> nail, mm -hmm. you know, I, I step back and say, well, well, what needs to be tightened now, or what needs to happen next? And I am thoughtful and mindful about the direction <laughs> I need to go in. And so I think the, the thing that we always want to do uh, when we're dealing with our adult sons and daughters, especially when we're making progress, is, is say, okay, God, teach me the next step. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm glad that there's some things, good things happening. But, but show me what to do next. Uh, you know, lead me you know, mm -hmm. step by step to help me be the person yeah. my, my child needs me to be, uh, the, the, the man or the woman that, that you want me to be, and to really show them your love. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, and then you, you, know, you think about the next interaction you're gonna have, right. mm -hmm. and you start praying about what to say and what to do then. You know, not going with any particular agenda, but really with an open heart to hearing what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about, I mean, there might be some people that are saying, well, maybe you don't quite get the situation I'm in. It's really, really difficult. Um, where does patience and hopefulness come in? I mean, we need hope, right? And sometimes we're not really praying in faith or that anything can change. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of given up. So it could be filled with guilt or the other one is, like you said earlier, kind of chilling yeah. out. We've lost our own faith and, and hopefulness. So we have to be patient in hope. Well, and, and that, you know, that, 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 that hopelessness, that, that's from the devil. That mm -hmm. really is, you know, that, that as long as, you know, St. Ignatius of Loyola would, would call that a desolation. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the enemy's attempt to silence the voice of the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us in that moment. And so we have to recognize that with God, all things are possible mm -hmm. and he's put us here to be an instrument of grace. Uh, and we keep bringing our kids back to him in prayer and our actions back to God in prayer and discerning that next step and, and trusting that, that God knows what to do even when we don't. Mm -hmm. and, and having that view of, you know, God's revealing himself to us as the parents little yeah. bit by little bit by little yeah. bit. And we're probably at least two decades ahead mm -hmm. of our kids. Mm -hmm. So giving our children <coughs> the time to have a life experience, to grow, to yeah. heal from mm -hmm. anything that they need to heal from, whether that happened with us or mm -hmm. bullies on the playground or whatever mm -hmm. that was. But God has that long view because he knows mm -hmm. he's with them for eternity, right? And, right. and I know, you know, 
I have I have aunts who prayed for me mm -hmm. and went on to eternal life, but I know they continued to pray for mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. and brought me back to the church when right. I was a teenager right. and had right. those moments. That we have to trust God's plan for our children, but we have to be actively involved in that plan by constantly talking to God. What do you need me to do next, God? What can I do? And if we are racked with that guilt, oh, by all means, yeah. mm -hmm. go to the sacrament mm -hmm. of reconciliation. Because mm -hmm. we don't, we want to push right. Satan out of this right. and say, no, you can't, you can't have my mind mm -hmm. and my soul on mm -hmm. this. Well, listen, thank you so much for this time and your great sound, experienced advice. Thank you for all you do in building up the church, especially mm -hmm. marriage and the family. Thank Having you. meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with your adult sons and daughters, EWTNRC.com. Pray in faith, build that relationship, and leave it all in the hands of the Lord. God bless you. Keep it on EWTN. Bye now.